Alright. I think I'm gonna keep starting podcasts with alright. As if it's gonna become a new thing, I guess. So, this one is part two. This is a follow-up to the last podcast, which was called Reclaiming Teshuva. This one is going to be called Reclaiming Metanoia. So the last podcast, that one was uh, a brief look at a Hebrew word. Well, this time, it's a brief look at a Greek word. Okay? So both of these words relatively mean the same thing. Um, From one age to another, people have kind of seen them as being related in the sense of they both might mean return. Well... Return is a really good word to use when translating the last one, teshuva. But for metanoia or metanaeo, metanaeo translates from Greek into English as I change my mind, which has a different flavor to it than simply I return. I change my mind, I return. You can hear it, obviously. They mean different things. But in a simplistic way, you could maybe see that they both relate to the same thing. So this is part two. This is reclaiming metanoia. Now, the reason why I like this word is because in one sense, I've, I've always just been a thinker. I am uh, an Enneagram personality type number five, which is the perpetual student, the one who loves to keep learning, the one who's probably constantly thinking. And that can be, that can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's great because I love to evaluate things from every single angle before I talk on it. But then second... It's a really bad thing because sometimes it keeps me up at night looking at every single angle of a single topic. So there's pluses and negatives to uh, being someone that thinks a lot. I don't think it's necessarily always helpful for me to do that. But this word metanoia has to do with changing your mind. So, of course, I like it. Now, in the Jesus tradition, which is the one I find myself firmly rooted in, and I use the phrase Jesus tradition because in some sense, man, once you you study Jesus long enough, I guess, denominations, they make sense, but there's a bigger picture in mind, and I really like the big picture stuff. I really do. They say... Small people talk about people, but big people talk about ideas. And I really want to be somebody that knows how to talk about the big ideas. So, let's dive right into metanoia, okay? So, this is a word that shows up in uh, the Christian scriptures in the New Testament. Um, It's not used with mass amount of frequency, but 
it is used pretty often. And in most translations, if you were to find it in the gospel stories of Jesus or in some of the letters of Paul, it's often translated as repent. Which, on the surface level, functionally, yeah, I guess that's fine. But there's something that you miss when you just call it repent. And in some sense, everybody I know kind of carries um, second meanings or, or background ideas to the word repent. It, it maybe draws up certain particular imagery or feelings in others. But what about the phrase to change your mind? Does that carry some of that baggage? I mean, it doesn't for me. And so to translate metanoia as to change one's mind. Okay, I get that. So, it's really fascinating that in Greek scriptures, (laughs) you could say that, of course, they would love the idea of changing your mind because the Greeks were philosophers, weren't they? For thousands of years, they have been known as being the philosophers or the ones that really kind of invented philosophy with Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and so many others. And so, of course, this word metanoia would really strike a chord. It breaks down with the words meta meaning to change and Noia kind of comes from nous, which means mind. Metanous, metanoia, to change one's mind. And so, at the heart of Christian spirituality, at the heart of the Jesus tradition, is this word metanoia. And we kind of, I think, maybe should pair it or to hold it closely with the other word, teshuva, from the last podcast. So here we go. In the book of Romans, there's a passage where a very well-trained Jewish rabbi named Paul uses the word metanoia. Well, in in some sense, yeah, but the the concept is there. He says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't look like everyone else. But how do you not look like everyone else? You have to be transformed. Well, how do you be transformed? You gotta think completely differently. And so, the last word, teshuva, has a lot to do with return. But this one, metanoia, yeah, it might be about changing your mind, but it has ramifications And that ramification at the top of that list is that you will be transformed. That the shape of who you are and how you interact with yourself, with the divine, with others and the world around you 
is going to be completely different as a result of a new perspective on everything. Oh, oh, that's so good, right? That's so good. And so there's a, there's a few things about this word. Um, to change your mind, in some sense, it only happens when you've been either one, shown a better way of thinking that obviously looks like a trade up from the last way that you were thinking, right? No one ever wants to trade down. If they ever have a card of hands, or in their hands, a deck of cards, playing a round of poker, you don't want a lesser card. You want to get a better card each time. And so sometimes I think people change their mind because they come across to a new way of thinking that obviously looks like an upgrade. But in another way, sometimes we change our mind because we're brought to a breaking point. Because we're brought to a place where we realize the way we have been thinking, the way we have been doing things relating to ourselves and God and one another, it just doesn't work. And so it's fascinating that Carl Jung, the psychologist, used this word metanoia. And in some sense, he incorporated it into his practice. And regardless of what you think of some of his other work, this might be pretty good right here, what he says. Because to him, metanoia is an event. It can be an unpredictable breakdown from some sort of internal conflict that we just can't do it anymore. It's unbearable, and so we come to a place where all of it just breaks, and then we're reborn. Is literally the word that Carl Jung used into a new perspective, into a new way of perceiving things, into a new frame of mind. And so that led me to think that just like the word teshuva, to return back to our original goodness, we might have to do that a number of times throughout our life. We probably really have to do that almost every single day, if not more often. But here... Metanoia and metanoeo. I may need to change my mind multiple times throughout my life to constantly do an upgrade, to constantly recognize that I need to be transformed, that I need to be different. Because the way that everyone else is telling me to be, it's just not working. Now, what's fascinating to me, and I think this is why people don't like the word repent as a translation, is that sometimes in church services and Christian circles, this idea of repentance is forcibly laid on people. 
but it's forcibly laid in such a way that it seems manipulative. That it seems sometimes as though it's orchestrated and it's brought, it's, I don't know, have you ever been to a service that just felt phony? As though it was trying too hard to elicit a response from you? Well, that's why I think Carl Jung may be right, that it should be an unpredictable event. That to change your mind about how you relate to yourself and God and one another's, it can't be coerced or forced. And so maybe, on some level, some of us will only ever metanoia because there's the spirit of the divine that's orchestrating the moment an unpredictable force that's drawing us and convicting us and turning our mind around to see things a different way than we have in the past I think we often get stuck into certain ways of thinking, certain ways of being that are either lowering and debasing ourselves or others. And sometimes we just need the pull of the universe, the pull of God behind all things to pull us into the right direction once again. And so what's really wonderful is that in the Greek mindset, with all the philosophers, maybe you've heard of Plato and Aristotle, but they kind of had this idea that there's a, a realm of ideas, of the ideal chair. That's a classic example. Somewhere in the universe, there is a perfect chair, and every chair you have ever seen is trying to achieve that perfect chairness that's up there somewhere else. Well, that realm of the idea is what shapes the material world. And so how remarkable in the book of Romans, a Jewish rabbi would say, you need to change your ideas so that you can take the same form of these newer and better ideas. And so metanoia has a different undertone. It's got different flavors and colors to it than the word teshuva does because teshuva has to do with returning back to your original goodness. But metanoia has to do with being shaped by the idea of what you are always supposed to be. That somewhere there is an idea of what you and I and everyone else is supposed to be like. That somewhere in the universe there's an image that we are meant to take shape after.
And so when, when Paul writes that we shouldn't be conformed to the patterns of this world, he's saying we shouldn't be following and making ourselves fit into the mold that we see around us here. Metanoia has a lot to do with saying there is always a better way of doing things. And just like Teshuva really needs to have some humility in the person that's trying to do it, same thing with Metanoia. It is a wonderful thing to stop and to self-evaluate and maybe just come to a breaking point and say, the way I've been thinking and doing things just doesn't work anymore because I know it doesn't help me. <laughs> Metanoia, I change my mind. One last quick story. There's a professor and a writer who used to be in Edinburgh, Scotland. He used to say that the more you spend your time around the Jesus story, the more you get to know it, the more it will change the structure of your thinking. And he uses the imagery of a piano player, that the longer you play piano, the more your fingers will learn how to stretch and take shape into the hands of a piano player. And it's painful because you have to learn how to do the reaches and you need to develop the muscles in your fingers to learn how to play the piano well. Well, I think metanoia, metanoia has a lot to do with sometimes a painful restructuring. But in the end, it's a restructuring of your thinking that will lead to a different way of just being, a way where you are transformed and maybe you are just, just maybe, better able to play the songs that you're always meant to play, to sing the songs you're always meant to sing, dance the dances you were meant to dance. And if you are one of the more spiritual types, to walk in the same footprints of the God that you follow. Metanio is a great word. Maybe you all learn how to do it better and better. Right? Amen. That'll preach. Catch you next time.